Hello, my name is Ed Palmer from 212 Radio and welcome to Internal Communication in the Raw, the podcast from the Institute of Internal Communications. Our job on this pod is to give you an authentic picture of the internal comms industry without ever avoiding any difficult truths. On this episode, we've got Jody Lewis, Head of Internal Comms at Lloyd's Banking Group. It's a great opportunity for us to hear how IC in 2020 has operated within an enormous organisation. We'll cover COVID, obviously, challenges, solutions, and some really interesting insights on the future of internal comms. And amongst the expertise on change management and the rapid evolution that we've seen this year, there is unfortunately some bad news for the procrastinators within our organisations. Sorry. Over to you, Jen and Dom. Hello and welcome everyone to the next issue of the IOYC podcast. I am Jennifer Sproul, the Chief Executive of the Institute of Internal Communication. I'll pass over to my co-host to introduce himself. Hello, I'm Dominic Walters. I'm a consultant. I specialise in leadership, communication and change. I'm a fellow of the Institute and a member of the Governance Group with Jen. And we're delighted today to be welcomed by Jodie Lewis. Can I pass to you, Jodie, to, to give yourself a brief introduction? Yes, thanks, Jen. I'm Jody Lewis. I'm Head of Internal Communications for Lloyds Banking Group. And for those that don't know, um, it's a big financial services company. We've got famous brands like Bank of Scotland, Lloyds Bank, Halifax, Scottish Widows, amongst others. And yeah, I lead the internal communications team who do all our communications to more than 65,000 colleagues across the group. Jody, thank you very much for joining us. Let's kick off. Um, it's been a, an amazing year in many ways, a, a very different year in many ways. What have been some of the biggest internal communication challenges that you faced at uh, Lloyds Banking Group this year? Yeah, as you say, Dom, one heck of a year. I think the biggest challenge for us is just the volume of things we've had to communicate. Uh, and obviously the plans we had at the start of the year went out the window uh, around about March time. So for, for me, it's been making sure people know what's happening, know what it means for them and their roles. Um, but also equally that we share what's happening across the, the business because we've done some amazing things, everything from we've had stories of colleagues volunteering as local paramedics all the way through to um, our branch-based bank colleagues phoning up customers who they knew were elderly and on their own just to have a chat. So what we've tried to do is make sure people know what's happening, what it means for their role, what it means for their job and even office surroundings, processes, all that kind of stuff, but also some of the things we should all be really proud of about how we've responded and adapted to what's been going on around us. As you say, it's been a lot to go on and that really importance of keeping people involved and there's been so much change. And so so has the pandemic affected people's attitudes to change at the bank? Has it, has it made it easier with such a pace that we've been through? Yeah, I would say so, Jen. It's It's been a year like no other for any of us. And we've all had to respond to things in our personal lives and our professional lives. And what stood out for me is actually I think we've shown what we can do quickly. So, for example, we, we very, in a short space of time, went to having 50,000 of our colleagues working from home, the vast majority of whom didn't before. Um, so trying to get all that sorted out across an organisation of our size was a big challenge. So I think we've shown what we can do quickly. We've also shown the benefits sometimes of, dare I say, cutting through some of the bureaucracy uh, and actually making decisions quicker and trying to see where we can improve things and, and work in a way which helped uh, move things forward so people we're able to continue working, continue to support our customers and each other, kind of reducing that bureaucracy has been key to that. So, so building on that, Jody, um, how has that change influenced the way that you've been approaching change management in the organisation? To an extent, Tom, I would say not a great deal. Um, but by that, what I mean is we've always had to deal with change. Change is just a part of a constant. The pandemic has created a different kind of change, 
we've been transforming our organization over the last 10 to 12 years um, post the financial crisis. I've been here for six years and we've been through a huge amount of change during that time alone. So change is something people are accustomed to. I think the, the principles of what we've learned this year are to focus on doing a few things really, really well uh, and trying to make communications throughout that clearer, helping people to understand what it means for them, what action do they need to take, uh, and also giving them easy access to the support and any advice that they need. So you know everything from we've had a, a document we've updated all the way since March to, to help people know, right, what do I need to be aware of? We've supported our line managers so they can speak to the teams. Doing some of the basic things really well and really effectively. You mentioned line managers and we've talked about line management and leadership communication before on this podcast. You said you did more support for them, Jody. Can you tell us a bit about that, please? Yeah, it was tailored support. And, you know, I've been candid, we don't yet make as full use of line managers as a communications channel as we probably could and should. And certainly it's a focus going into next year for us. So it was tailored support. So it gave all the things they needed to be aware of. And there was a huge amount of change, and particularly during the early uh, weeks of the pandemic that people needed to be aware of. We made sure that they knew the one source of the truth. And again, there wasn't a multitude of different systems and communications channels to look at. We said, here's where you go. If you're a line manager, go into this. It will get everything you want and need to help you. But equally, if there's something that's missing, let us know. And as I say, we've iterated and continued to update that throughout the year, which has been well received. And we've got kudos from people for how we've helped support them through um, what has been you know, a really challenging period. That's great to hear. And you talked a lot about, you know, some of your key learnings and that simple and doing things well. But what changes have you made to actually internal comms this year? Is there anything particularly or one campaign or one change that you've seen in the way you do things as, as a function? The biggest change this year has actually been in the tone with NewsGen. And it's been a journey we've been on. I've been in this role um, for a couple of years now. Um, the style of communications has changed. Um, but what we've really seen since March is an acceleration of what I would call a more human tone. Banks aren't always known for being that human, uh, and sometimes our internal communications reflected that to an extent. So I think we've made great strides in terms of our leaders and um, visibility, the style of messaging, the style of communications. And the thing about this year for all of us, it's been a big leveler. We've been able to look at how are people feeling, as I say, track sentiment throughout the year, um, and be able to understand that and then respond to it has been really important. We have kind of pivoted, I would say, to more of a business as usual approach. We've talked about things beyond the pandemic after the first couple of months, um, but always with in mind what people are facing, trying to control the volume, make sure it's nice and simple, but also always gathering feedback. So everything we, for example, publish on our internet, people can comment on. So it's a great way of getting immediate feedback on decisions that are being made, how people are feeling. Um, but you know, for me, the biggest shift this year has been in the tone, and it's something we'll absolutely continue doing. You mentioned the phrase there, beyond the pandemic, Jody. So let's now look ahead, if we can. What are some of your key change priorities for the coming year, and I guess beyond that? Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, 2020, we remember for many things. The pandemic obviously will dominate, but there's been other really important issues. So if I look at racial inequality, the death of George Floyd, so you know, a big, big focus for everyone at Lloyd's is what we call our race action plan. So we're looking at tackling areas like culture, progression and recruitment to help tackle racial inequality. So that will continue 2021 and beyond. We've got a big sustainability agenda. So trying to do our bit to, to help make sure that we build the green economy. Um, but ultimately, we talk about our purpose. At the start of the year, we would have talked about helping Britain prosper. Now it's very much helping Britain recover. And so you know, as we go into 2021, how are we going to help the individuals, the households, uh, the communities and the businesses of the UK to help come out of the pandemic on the other side? And hopefully, I mean, there's a phrase news which is build back better. And I think all of us are taking some time this year to reflect on professional lives, 
personal lives and seeing how we make what we've learned from the positive point of view stick into next year. So in terms of change, those are a few things where we'll focus on. But, you know, the essence of what we do in terms of the support we want to give to, to the customers that keep us all on the job is the main priority as well. Jody, uh, picking up on what we've just said about the future, um, how do you see the world of internal communication in five years' times? What will be the key characteristics? I think five years from now will be very different. And the reason I say that is the way that communications habits are changing. And I, I say both from a what you consume when you're at work point of view, but also outside of work. There's a huge range of things that, quite frankly, will distract you and grab your attention. So I think internal communications is going to have to work even harder to grab your attention because everybody's got a device beside them on the desk that's going to sap that and they're going to be distracted by other things. So I think we need to get creative. I think we need to get focused and potentially do you know fewer things, but really, really well. Be mindful that people have got loads of competing demands on their attention. So how do we make sure that we get that attention in the right way, which helps that person that we're trying to serve in our audience? So I think that to me is where it'll go. And I know it's, it's potentially a bit of a vague answer, but we'll need to keep paying attention to how content changes, how channels change, but also how people's appetite, demand and preferences change as well. And it's hard to, isn't it, think beyond the pandemic. But there are big things that are still on the agenda, whether you talk about climate change and diversity and inclusion. Do you get a sense in your feedback from employees that they want to see that shift back to business as normal and see you focus on bigger long term initiatives rather than just dealing with the pandemic? Yeah, I've, I've... We get a variety of feedback. So as I mentioned, we've got more than 65,000 colleagues. So that will bring with it a diverse range of opinions. I think that the first point is to make sure we're listening to feedback. So, for example, we're just about to get our latest colleague engagement survey results. So, again, I'll go through that with my team and my colleagues elsewhere in the, the organization to figure out, right, what do people want to hear more about? You know, I think one of the main things we do in communications is giving our audience a really good listening to, to understand their priorities and then try and tailor communications in a way which helps them understand where the business is trying to get to, the role they play in it, uh, what it means for them and, and what action is needed as well. So, you know, for me, as we go into next year, yes, there'll, there'll be a life beyond the pandemic. We're sitting here today. We've got positive news about vaccines. Hopefully there's some brighter times in the not too distant future. So we've got to look forward and we've got to think about how we come out of this for the better. And we were talking a lot internally about things like how we work. So obviously we've moved, as I mentioned earlier, to a lot of people working from home. Um, how do we make sure we equip that? And we've got some learns from a communications point of view this year in terms of how we've used technology. We've had a mobile app, for example, which has doubled in terms of the number of users. So we've got more than 26,000 people using this app to get their internal communications content. So, you know, how we make all that stick and continue to adapt. And we always talk about the pace of change accelerating. That's not going to change. Um, so how do we make sure that we are kind of nimble enough to make sure we're paying attention to what our audience needs, what's going on around us in the communications world um, to try and improve. For example, I've spent a lot of time the last few months speaking to people who do what I do in other organisations and other sectors because I firmly believe that, you know, everyone listening to this, we're all part of the internal communications community. So how do we learn from each other and help each other to improve and grow the standards across IC? Um, so you've been at Lloyd's Banking Group for, for six years and I know we've spoken before about um, internal communication as a career of choice. So, why would someone starting their career go into internal comms? Why do you think that's a really good career choice? The things I would I would pick out for people, and I've done a variety of things during my career, so I've not always been in internal communications. And sometimes going out of something and then coming back in, you appreciate what you do have. It's the variety. No two days are the same. I know that's a bit of a cliche, but it's certainly true in this job. They also, the people you get to meet, 
the genuinely interesting stories you can help take and help amplify it and share it with a, a wide audience. That's everybody from the CEO of a business all the way through to people answering the phones. And that's what I love about my job is, as I mentioned, we've got 65,000 plus colleagues. That's a huge amount of people to help, to represent, to get to know, to understand and figure out how we can help and building that sense of community and also a sense of pride and what you're trying to do because everybody wants to come to work and feel they're part of something a bit bigger than them and they can achieve something and work towards a common purpose so that's what i really enjoy about the job and also it's a friendly community we're part of so as i mentioned you know over the last few months meeting people i think the ioic do a great job of bringing us together as well and you know it's just it's a really fun role and fun thing to do you can be creative you can make a difference to an organization no matter who it is and that to me is what shines through for this i think if you're interested in people interested in stories and interested in helping people come together and work towards a common goal, then I see is certainly the, one of the best jobs you can do to do that. That's brilliant. Dom, I think we can certainly agree. We love that sense of passion, don't we, about this career? Having an excuse to poke your nose in other people's business, find out what's going on, be at the centre of things, it's a fantastic role. After this year, I think the profile of internal communications and the emphasis of the importance of communicating with the people that work for your business or your organization has never been more important. So we've got fantastic opportunities as an internal comms community going into next year. No doubt about that. I think this is a wonderful podcast to end on such a positive note. A tough time, but, but with toughness comes learning and with change comes new ways of doing things and taking it simple and digestible. I think that's lots of fabulous advice. So thank you very much, Jodie, for your time today. Thank you so much to Jodie Lewis of Lloyd's Banking Group for joining us. It's probably a small thing, but it was really interesting to hear Jody refer to Lloyd's staff as the people that he works for, as opposed to the Lloyd's leadership team. More of that, please. So, less bureaucracy, rapid responses, and simplicity of message. Those are all pretty good indicators that we should wrap up this podcast right now. If you'd like to contact the IOIC about any of the issues raised in this episode, or suggest topics for future ones, please do email jen at jennifer at See you next time.